This was an unexpected possibility. That doesn't sound ominous at all. Mistakes were made. Holy fuck! That was diabolical! Alright, Comis! Welcome back to the Honeycomb Hideout. I'm your host, Joe Kane, and with me as always is my co-conspirator, co-pilot, cohort, companion in calamity, one might say, Uh because Lord knows some chaotic shit doesn't happen often. (laughs) Our scientist supreme, Christine Kitchens. I just need everybody to know right here and now that if you find me twitching on the side of the road, you need to find Mark Dudley <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> and the, uh, well, and that particular foreboding warning tells you plenty about who we have on with us today. Our, our Blackie Cordova, <laughs> the Bla- Dark Himala, <laughs> oh, Blackie Jones himself, <laughs> Mark Dudley. What up, though? As we say in the uh, Detroit area, greeting, what up, though? Yes. And, of course, we're recording live from ONTV. So we actually have Mark in the room. So this is a lovely surprise, one might say. And I threw that shit before I even came in here. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, and, of course, there was the threat of tasing, as there often is with Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yes, Christine, he has threatened all of us with tasing. Okay, we're going to get him a special Dudley taser. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be, it would, it, it, it's a taser with a fro. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. So, of course, if we if we got Mark on, you know we have something very interesting to talk about mm-hmm. today, y'all. Mm-hmm. And oh, my goodness. Now... As y'all know, this is a this is a geeky podcast. We talk about nerd shit. We talk about geek shit. We talk about fun shit. We talk about real shit. But oh boy, um, the latest the latest topic, the latest bit of news, intersects all that shit. <laughs> now, as many of y'all know, a lot of us in Imaginals Workshop, we have a background in tabletop gaming. You know, Mark has worked for various gaming companies for. Over 25 years now, D? Yeah, by 25, my brother. Oh, yeah. And um, I've, I've done a little bit of work for mostly just writing for uh, tabletop games, but we've all played them to one extent or another. We playing them now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And y'all going to have to stay tuned for that because we got some cool shit coming then. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christine, like, I mean, you're, you're a tabletop gamer too? Like, like, how, like, what's your pedigree in that regard? I'm that I am probably on the novice acolyte side. So okay. I actually didn't do my seriously. I didn't do my first uh, tabletop RPG until about four years ago, mm, okay. and uh, it was a very impromptu <laughs> Star Wars one. Oh, and I've ooh, done okay. some one shot since then, but I haven't done like a full blown campaign because I've come to learn mm. the uh, tragedy of trying to get any group larger than three together consistently. For yes, the the, the the curse of tabletop yeah. gaming, adult scheduling. Oh, we 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 had to be unemployed to beat that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. and so I've I've done I've done it. I've played them. I, it's mm-hmm. one of those I wish I could do more, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to do right now, especially during field season. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, but so I, I I like I know I know the stuff. I do mm-hmm. the do. I have had my ass kicked by an ID roll in Cthulhu, so like I get it. <laughs> oh yes, yes, the Cthulhu game, oh, which yeah. is also going to resurface eventually. Yeah, we'll be back in the world of Cthulhu sooner rather than later. Oh yes. So we'll talk. We'll talk about those uh, future developments later in the show. But right now, now many of the old heads in the in the in the audience will know the name TSR. Um, what was that? TSR Stud- TSR Hobbies. Mm-hmm. That's the name. Now, for those that don't, TSR is effectively the company that created Dungeons and Dragons. If I'm correct. Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, TSR is not a name that's really on the forefront too much these days because D&D is now owned by Wizards of the Coast. Mm -hmm. But TSR is also a uh, brand that I think now is in the public domain? I'm I'm not sure if it's in the public domain, I think, but Mm. I know his... uh, uh, Gary Gygax is the guy who started uh, TSR, Mm -hmm. and his son, I think, is responsible for restarting TSR. Okay, okay. So they're kind of going through their own renaissance now, so to speak. I guess maybe call it that <laughs> well the, an, an attempt is being made right, we'll right, say right, that right now now tsr you know then it's got some pedigree got gary gagax behind us so they're trying to relaunch one of their new pro one of their old properties mm-hmm. uh i believe that property was referred to as star frontiers, star frontiers yep. like if i if i remember correctly it's basically uh the old, basically, the Wild West in space? Well, really, D&D in space, too, really, if you want to call <laughs> okay. it that. Oh, okay. Know. I mean, the rule sets were a little different, but, mm-hmm. you know, it still had the basic flavor. Oh, okay. Still like D&D. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Now, they they recently are, they've been working on, apparently they had a team working on a reboot called Star Frontiers New Genesis. God damn it. Why do things have to have that? Every time I hear something that says that with the word Genesis in it, that immediately makes me think zealotry, religious bullshit, and it just makes me upset. It makes me think vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also why I never Play ever say vanilla. Evangelion's full title because God damn it. I was about to say, I was sitting here thinking, isn't there something that we like that has Genesis in it? And I think that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, but it has so much more than Genesis before Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> the Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> then true that, but that's also why I never say the full that's fucking right. title get, because yeah, I hate you, that word. You get tired after before you write to get you get to the Genesis <laughs> part. You be like this neon. Uh, uh, Once you get to syllable nine, yeah. <laughs> you skip all over the Genesis. I, I, I. Yeah. So they they were working on rebooting that, and the, apparently they had up there they were started play testing, and. What was found during the playtest is what we're here to talk about because, goddamn y'all, they, uh, you know how some people can't help but show they ass? Well, the dark side of gaming put a full moon out on display. Because, quite frankly, because. The playtesters that you know got the uh, cop- that got copies of the you know the rules, character build, things like that. When they got to the sub- to the, the classes of characters, 
I'm going to highlight a specific example. You'll understand why I'm highlighting this specific example. The game rules indicate a sub-race called... Now, I've only seen this in text, so pronunciation could be different. But called the Negro. What? Shut the fuck up. Hold on, wait a minute. Seriously? Yes. Same spelling. N-E-G-R-O. Now, pronunciation could be Negro. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it could be. Could be. Oh, my God. Let us be fun. Yeah. And sub-race, meaning they are not among the default races. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm -hmm. And they are described as a tall, thick-bodied, dark-skinned, brown-eyed race with large strength, average intelligence. All attributes are in the 10-plus range except intelligence, which is a maximum of nine. Oh, my God. I feel like if my eyes could bug out farther, they would. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know yep. in what fucking universe that they thought that was even a little bit. Oh, and, and get this. The Negro race is listed as a subspecies of the superior Nordic race. What the fuck? Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did not think they could be so on the nose about their Nazism, but here they be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, you know what? It, this it's is the insane. thing. <laughs> I didn't know that other shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's that, look. Mm-hmm. This is almost too easy. Yeah. Yeah. The Nordic <laughs> and the Nordic race is specifically not marked as a subrace. They are specifically marked as a not subrace. There is to unpack here. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Okay. All right. And apparently, that's just among the various bullshit in there. But that's just the that's just the that that's that's the thing that hit the Titanic. Though. Oh my God! Can I hear more of the bullshit iceberg though? Do we got other points? Uh, I do not have any particularly big ones right now. I mean, but... does it have to get bigger than that? I mean... No, no, no I, I don't think it's gonna get bigger than that. But you know, I need some like you know, what are my garnishes on this absolute shit show of uh? Well, I know how much I know how much you enjoy the smorgasbord of the shit show. I so do, I'll I do, do some more research meat. and send it to you later. Okay, okay. <laughs> that shit is just like a big piece of meatloaf. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is a, that's a that's a big old meatloaf. Whole damn meatloaf, no sauce <laughs> on it, no nothing. Super racist meatloaf. To to quote Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, as a big Twinkie. You got damn right. <laughs> at the end of the day, I think so, people like Twinkies though. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, technically, there's things to like about oh, people, Twinkies. Apparently, some people like this too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the one guy who wrote yeah. it, maybe. Yeah. Now, Jesus and now, and now here's the other crazy thing that was found in the uh, playtest uh, booklet. Apparently, this what they did not want this to get out to either to uh, Wizards of the Coast or any of the D and D team. It was specifically marked in the um, there was a preamble and whatnot that no copies of the playtest were to get out to Wizards of the Coast. Or any of the other, those other, the other staff. Because uh, apparently, I think, because the implication. So they knew what the fuck they was doing. Hell yeah, they did. Right, okay. The implication is that they they were trying to slip some shit by with a hoping that they didn't fucking notice. They just see some good play tests. We'll sell it and, to the incels and we'll make news. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's about how, what you'd have to do. Exactly. Like. So that's a, so that's our, uh, I guess you'd call that our kickoff. So uh, let's 
Let's go ahead and scramble, shall we? What did it, what did what does this make y'all think and feel? <laughs> this is hot, isn't it? Very. <laughs> okay, I guess okay. Here are um some of my initial questions, which I don't know if you'll necessarily have the answer to. Hey. Is who I know that generally for these kinds of gaming books that there mm-hmm. are several people who work on it. Mm-hmm. You know, who 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 is the uh creator of this particular race? Do we have mm-hmm. a name to go with this? Uh there has not been any specific writers provided. So we don't know for sure. But at the implication is that um it looks like the the only name presented so far is like with like the kind of head and slash face of um new TSR as it's referred to. Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson. Yo, that, yeah. yeah. See, what I'm wondering is yeah. this. Mm. Uh, you had a debacle going on probably mm. like two years ago, I think. Maybe oh, okay. a year ago, two years ago, mm. where uh, Gygax's son had mm-hmm. started a TSR and then somebody else had started another TSR. Mm, right? Okay. So they're fighting over this name. So, mm-hmm. but I know Gygax's son uh, is. He 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 kind of claims mm-hmm. uh, uh, right wing. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. MAGA or whatever, okay. but he kind of claims right wing. Yeah, that's kind of what okay. my other question was going to be: is where this guy was landing. Right, mm-hmm. but I don't know about the other group of guys. Mm. You know, but I know okay. he claims uh, right wing, and I'm well, gonna okay. say, I'm going to assume. I was assume. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume. Uh, you know, he's a MAGA chip. So yeah, yeah, you know. So at the end of the day, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. If this is the exact, if, if this is, is is the actual person mm-hmm. who's heading the the who's spearheading the yeah. resurgence. Now that that unfortunately, I wasn't able to pull up that information specifically. It might not have been fully released yet. But hey, honestly, I am on uh, Google. <laughs> well, hey. Your Google yeah. food is actually better than mine, so we'll see. I do have some very serious Google food. What the hell is this guy's name? Oh uh, well, Dave. Well, um, what's Gary Gygax's son's name? His name Gygax. That that name is so unique that it'll pop it's up. G Y G A X. The problem yeah. is that Google thinks I'm trying to look for a Geiger counter, which has to do with radiation oh, yeah. testing. Well, yeah, the spelling is G Y G A X, if G-Y-G-A-X. I remember correctly. Gary Gygax. American right. game designer. So mm-hmm. his son, I don't think his son's a junior, though. So they, yeah. they got a son in there in Wiki. Let's see. Mm. I mean, well, this guy's pretty fascinating looking all on his own. Oh, but yeah. okay, uh, focusing. <laughs> <clears throat> he has uh, a few, it looks like. I oh, see okay. uh, Luke Gygax and Ernest G. Gygax Jr. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, damn, okay. All right, okay. Uh, so we know that Gary Gygax is actually Ernest G. Gygax. <laughs> uh, apparently. Okay, okay, going deeper. This is ours. Okay, Luke. Okay. Luke Gygax is the one who's in charge of all this bullshit. Okay. According to Polygon, going deeper. Yeah, Polygon's definitely been on top of this. I'm digging deep. Yo, I go down some serious Google black holes. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh what are what are some good keywords here? Uh let's see. (laughs) Racist D D. Oh, that's actually going to yield a well, whole lot of shit. we have some transphobic content, too. All oh, right, damn. Kotaku, what you got for me? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, if there's one thing, obviously, it's probably going to be the other and a whole bunch of other shit. He's oh, like, yeah. just throw all of it in there, every bit. 
That's right, like, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be that fucking on the nose about your yeah. racism, I don't know why you would hold back on that anything racism else. racism with, uh, with, with whipped cream and terry on top. Oh, yeah, that is like the yeah. whole racist Sunday deluxe right yeah. there. But I'm not going to lie. There's something the fascinating. <laughs> there is something inherently fascinating about the prospect of someone being extremely, uh, you know, extremely prolific with the queer spectrum, but then being so utterly racist. See, the thing That's a fascinating right? concept. What to kills me. me about this country mm. is everybody talking about, oh, it's so divided now. I'm like, what the fuck you think it's been? It ain't new. <laughs> oh, no. okay. oh, shit. Here we go. Okay, she okay, found okay. something. I did. I found something good, y'all. All right. Uh, for <laughs> this uh, particular suit, Wizards are citing stuff like an early build of Star Frontiers mm. that was released in July, which contained text like the following. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Races in Star Frontier's new genesis are not unlike races in the real world. Some are better at certain things than others. Some races are superior than others. Racism hurts! So, like, they like from the very foundation, they're like, it's like the real world, y'all. God damn. Okay. Replacement theory? Oh, oh. damn. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Negro race, uh, as mm. we were discussing, has an intelligence rating of nine. And the Norse race has a minimum intelligence rating of 13. Mm. The game also refers to the Black Lives Matter movement as radical. Mm. Also contains offensive transphobic material, includes a gender specific, uh, oh wait, here we go, a specific gender option for the characters, male, female, no bonuses, no trans. Wow. Let me explain something to you. I would actually put that game out, sell it to them, make a ton of money, and donate to somebody who they hate <laughs> actually would be that would be a hilarious troll i know that's right everything goes to black lives matters and oh yeah not th- definitely not yeah. we can't hey look they got some problems we ain't oh we got so oh yeah <gasps> okay i'll i'll talk about that to you after the show okay uh what about like uh hrc instead can we do them can oh we yeah like yeah yeah, yeah okay. we, we, we hook it up okay. y'all spread it around <laughs> Oh yeah, this for every bad one. There's at least two good ones. You just gotta look a little harder. You know what I'm saying? Let's I would find, say, hey, I would, let's find say some anyway. trans trans charity, the LGBTQ charity, spread around, oh, yeah. spread it around. Yeah. Oh yeah, but then you'd have to make sure you do some real vile shit to get the magas on onto it. Oh, easily. All you gotta do is just show you're giving your money away. <laughs> They'll be like, I can't believe it. We've been hired. Shit, I got a Twitter link. All right, y'all, y'all keep oh. talking while I go through this link here. Oh, no. But yeah, the and uh, but the truth of the matter is, one of the reasons I really wanted to bring this up is because we had a talk. Look at me, me and you, Mark. We had a talk the other day in our Imaginos chat um, about the fact that this is really not anything new. No, now it's probably the most blatant version of it. Let's let us be real. Probably the most blatant version of this. But unfortunately, this type of um, racism and prejudice is not uncommon in role in tabletop role playing. Well, th- this is the thing, right? First of all, let me do my Mark Dilly disclaimer so as not to get the honeycomb hide out in any type of trouble. Okay, <laughs> these are my views. Okay, these aren't necessarily views of honeycomb hide out. These are Mark Dilly's views. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna start throwing barbs, throw them here. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. Joe will tell you, I eat barbs for breakfast. It's so, it's true. He gets a lot of fiber. That's right. <laughs> At the end of the day, this country was built on racism. Mm-hmm. Racism is so much of an intrinsic part of this country that if you took it out, the country might fall like a house of like 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 a Jenga t- uh, uh, game. You know. But Jenga's having said but having said that, mm-hmm. country's got a lot of promise. 
because mm-hmm. of the actual founding document. I was just mm-hmm. talking to somebody about this today, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's basically what you see a lot in the country is that it, it, it likes to wear the coat of the founding documents, but it doesn't want to do the work of the mm-hmm. founding documents. Okay. Right? So having said that, mm-hmm. take, you know, you, 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 you take this and then mm-hmm. you look at a lot of the things that have been going on and, you know, I never thought I'd be with that guy who would be like, oh, social media, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's mm. an old guy. He's blaming social media. Mm. You know? But I can't deny that social media has definitely given voice to people who, for the most part, struggle with their voice, mm-hmm. you know, earlier on. And yeah. and whose voice uh, ultimately was squashed. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing is this about racism. Let them talk. Let them mm. say whatever they want to because at the mm. end of the day, all that does is let me identify me. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you know. That's true. Because yeah. I, and then, you know, they have to argue their point. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have to argue their point behind the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, they can talk all this stuff, and then they'll be like, oh, this and this, slur, 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 slur. Mm-hmm. You know, they can show us our only thing we're seeing then is how unintelligent they are. Oh, well, yeah. You see, that's the thing. So, I mean, if you look at all those uh, different comedy skits on various news, sure. on, on uh, like The Daily Show and so forth, and hell, all over the internet, mm-hmm. All you do is have to do is give them a chance to talk, and they will show how uninformed and, right. in many ways, blatantly stupid they that are. That verbal diarrhea is everywhere. Oh, man. And that, especially if you get them on a tangent, you can get them to agree with the very shit they disagree sure. with. Sure, and it's also about <laughs> ownership. And, again, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. you know, that this society has, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. coddled, coddled whiteness. That's mm-hmm. what racism does. Mm, okay. You know, that's another factor of racism, white supremacy, is that it coddles whiteness. Mm-hmm. You know, again, these guys, you know, the people who who TSR, who they're targeting, the mm-hmm. target audience, they know who they 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 know who they're targeting. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they are trying to basically create a safe space mm-hmm. for these people. Oh, and I'm so glad you brought that up because that actually highlights something that I that I recently come across and I really I cannot I cannot fucking argue it there's the there's a prevailing thought process uh, or prevailing idea that effectively the biggest reason why so many people are clamoring against so much of this inclusion is because most of the you know white spectators in a lot of you know fantasy fiction what have you they literally used it as an escape from a lot of the diversity that they quote unquote have to deal with. Well, okay, you run in the show for four hundred years, and then somebody tells you that somebody is possibly going to push you off your square. Mm-hmm. When in fact, that's not what we're trying to do: is push them off their square. Mm-hmm. We just, hey, look, I'm not going to get into mm-hmm. uh, 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 payback or whatever <laughs> they call it, or, or reparations, reparations, mm-hmm. or you know, I'm gonna, I'm not going to go that far. What I will say mm-hmm. though, ultimately, is like this. You know, we're not asking for nothing that ain't owed to us. So mm-hmm. what's the problem? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. what I've noticed, mm-hmm. at least in my, especially in, 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 in the gaming sphere. Let's oh, go yeah. directly oh, into the game. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't see, or better yet, it's funny because you ever notice when, especially us being black guys mm-hmm. in our mostly white gaming circle, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Key and Peele have a skit. Uh, uh-huh. Right about uh, the black guys in the gaming circle. It's hilarious. Go mm-hmm. look it up if you can. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, 
we be gaming, mm-hmm. and there'll be times where Joe, Joe's laughing, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we be gaming, and I would be, or like, let's say we, we played this game uh, from uh, White Wolf at the time called uh, uh, Science. Uh, Tyon, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, so that campaign. I came in to play the game, you know, and, and they let me in the group. Thanks. They, I appreciate it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I tell the, uh, the game master, I'm like, well, what you going to do? I'm like, I want to go to the weed man. And so <laughs> the game master looking at us like, what do you mean? I'm going to go to the weed man. <laughs> you can't go to Weed Man. Yes, I can, dude. We're in the neighborhood, right? Let's, I'm going to go to Weed Man. And for context, uh, Scion is a uh, RPG where basically every character plays basically the, the bastard, yeah. the bastard kid of a god. Right. So, uh, so and it takes place in the modern world. Right. So yeah, there'd be a Weed Man. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, dude, I want to go to the Weed Man. And so finally, after after arguing, he relented. Let me go to the Weed Man. Mm-hmm. So I went to the weed man and I got all the information we needed about what was going on in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But, right, because again, that wasn't his experience. The game mm-hmm. master, that was not his experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he yeah. didn't have to. He didn't. He didn't think that that was a valid experience. Mm-hmm. But after I explained to him why I went to the weed man, it was like, wow, Eureka! I'm like, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. you want to know what's going on in the neighborhood? Go to the weed man. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And that, and the entire prospect of a, a one type of experience being invalid compared to another one just further highlights the the bullshit of it. Well, like, it's about it's also about projection. Mm. You know, they want to project their heroics. They want they want it actually is they want to project themselves onto the character, mm-hmm. and the character projects that sense of heroicness onto the player. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing they don't want. Again, it's their little club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's always been their little club. I have a friend of mine mm-hmm. who will remain nameless. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he 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 he's into actual role play. I mean, war games, right? Oh, okay. he actually has a business that creates possible war games. Mm-hmm. Another brother who uh, he's from around here, right? Mm-hmm. So you listen to I listen to him uh, talking a little bit about the the the, the uh, war gaming community because mm-hmm. that's where pen and paper role playing game came from was mm-hmm. the war gaming community. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So he talks about some of his uh, issues that he has to deal with. Mm. Being in that space, like, what are you doing in that space? Mm. You know, it, it, and, and that's really what it comes down to. It, it, I, like I said, I think, you know, they want to make their escape. And mm-hmm. again, this may be controversial. This again, this is Mark Dudley talk. <laughs> okay? I have a problem with them. Go ahead, mm. make your space. But remember that that space is fictitious. Mm-hmm. When you bring that shit out here into the real world, they're gonna be consequences, homie. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing they want to talk about the had taken having issues with other people creating safe spaces for themselves. Right, exactly. But they wanted to take an entire genre, an entire expression of um, of creativity as their safe space. Effectively, sure, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, now, Christine, I saw your uh, expression after uh, perusing that thread. So what do you have for us? Uh, well, my new conclusion after uh, <laughs> looking through screenshots of this uh, beta version mm-hmm. is I am now convinced that the gentlemen who made this mm-hmm. are probably necromancers and they <laughs> resurrected HP Lovecraft from the grave <laughs> to yoink him out and work on writing this. Cause I'm not saying wow. they were talking about, you know, 
Cthulhu, Aqu- huh? Yeah, aquatic races where the males will always attack people no matter what. Mm. And uh, there are gender-based bonuses. So men automatically get a bonus of one wisdom and one strength. Women get a bonus of one constitution and one charisma. Um, there are no men who are shorter than five feet. Like, even though they have it that women can roll that short, women are not, men are not allowed to roll that short. Uh, and that in the actual race descriptions, you can see them talking about all these other races. And as soon as they get to the Nordic one, they're like, these are blonde hair, blue eyed people who have exceptional powers. They get all in all abilities. They are at least 13 in all stats. And it's just kind of like, you want to talk about inserting yourself into a situation? I'm like, this is a job for Dr. Delicate Touch. <clears throat> Okay. Did did the did, did the Proud Boys get into D and D? What I the think, shit? I'm pretty sure that's what happened here. Like the Proud Boys are definitely into D and D, and I am looking at it right before me right now. Like God damn. And that is just a sampling of what I managed to get through. And the, and they the guy who was doing this said mm-hmm. this is like a 200 page book. Mm-hmm. And like like shit. And uh, apparently there has been an updated version mm-hmm. since the discovery of uh you know. Uh huh. <laughs> The Negro. It's too late now. Yeah, oh, and yeah. apparently where they notably like literally like cut sections out, but mm-hmm. didn't try to reword anything. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so it's like them trying to be like, we're not that racist. <laughs> like- My thing is this, right? Look, it's about it's, this, this is the whole deal, right? If that's mm-hmm. you, that's you. Mm-hmm. If you think there's nothing wrong with it, wrong with it, homie. See what happens. See what happens. Or in the uh, common. Modern parlance, fuck around, right. find out. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> you know, me and my wife often talk mm-hmm. about this. You know, one mm-hmm. thing you can call a racist is a racist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but nobody like, you know what? And it really calls to like the one thing I love about the boys, and this is a very relevant reference, is the fact that they will not hesitate to call out shit for what it is. And there was a character in season two. Basically, was a literal Nazi. Uh, Stormfront. <laughs> yes, yes, Stormfront. And she said, "People like what I have to say; they just don't like the word Nazi." Same with the, with the other. People like what people like being racist; they just don't want to be called one. They and, like the chocolate at the front of the taste, but they don't like the shit at the back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a. God damn, D. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a turn of phrase. <laughs> you know, I got him, son. Yeah. So I think I heard you guys sort of chatting about this a little bit, uh. but you know, so this this fucking sucks, right? And there's oh, yeah. this, like just like completely in your face mm-hmm. racism and um, misogyny, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and you know. It, it's you know kind of like Mark was saying at the beginning, like you know this was too easy almost, oh, like yeah. with how like ridiculous it was Mm -hmm. but you know i'm wondering particularly mark i think you were sort of getting at this a little bit Mm. that even though this is very on the nose is it reasonable to say that in a lot of tabletop rpgs Mm. over the history of them Mm. that this kind of self-insertion and Mm. kind of catering to what is often the white male is kind of there you know much more subtly but Mm. you know is it really the first time that we're seeing that kind of thing in tabletop? That was, to be honest with you, 
that when I first started doing tabletop, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons in 1979, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. You know, you didn't have any, you know, I mean, when, when they start, when they put out Oriental Adventures, <laughs> you know, they thought they were progressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but again, uh, those were the times. You have to, hmm. one thing this, when it comes to, 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 to racism, white supremacy, you have to, you have to, Take, there's always a temporal element, mm. you know, and so that's what I think we get confused by. Like, oh, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they didn't say it yesterday, because mm. they've been saying it for t- since time immemorial. In terms of when other people started coming over here, you know. Mm. So, yeah, mm. and I mean, you know, so this is kind. Of, so <laughs> we're, we're talking D and D, but are you mm-hmm. guys like familiar with the idea of LARPing, right? Sure. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So for those listening who are not familiar with it, mm-hmm. uh. LARPing, live action role playing, is kind of like really stepping up that D and D game, where instead oh, yeah. of just sitting at a table all and you know role playing with voice <laughs> or whatever, uh, you actually like go out in the woods or some shit, and you get up, you gear up mm-hmm. with your foam swords and all that stuff, and you start wailing on your friends, and <laughs> you you will find lots and lots of resources to sample this if you need a visual to go with it, mm-hmm. but you know. So this is an interesting discussion because there is a LARP mm. in the Southeast Michigan area that a lot of my friends go to, mm. a lot of my partners go to, mm. and I have been to like for half of a day. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, this is a bunch of people who on the surface were people I liked who mm-hmm. seemed like, you know, what's <laughs> quote unquote woke individuals mm. yeah uh yeah oh, this is okay. gonna be one of yeah, those no, kinds of stories it's gonna be one of those kinds of stories <laughs> yes exactly um and but there were several people who kind of pointed out how some of their race descriptions or mm. how you had to role play certain races were mm. a little bit problematic mm. so this is a larp that is mostly a bunch of white people mm. like i think there's like a handful of black people but mostly mm-hmm. white people and, As it often is, yes. And the one race that really, there were two races in particular that stood mm. out to me. Okay. Uh, one was the Wood Elves, where, wood elves, okay. you know, very standard, like they like being in nature, you know, they like hanging out with animals and stuff like that. Um, but in order to role play it, you were supposed to put brown paint on your face. Oh, this ain't gonna be good. And it was one of those things where multiple people were like, this is kind of a problem because yeah. this is uh, basically blackface. And, uh, you know, and especially when you have people dressing up before they go to the event because they'll mm-hmm. get ready and drive out. Yeah. And you drive through your McDonald's drive through with fucking brown paint on your face. Mm-hmm. Like, so this all seems horrible. Yeah, it's it's not good. But then, you know, it's like. The thing is with this stuff that they will penalize you for not, you know, you have to dress a certain way if you're going to say that hmm. you're a race. You know, if you're a gnome, you have to wear a funny hat. If you're a what elf, you have to put brown paint on your face. Um, huh. And so there's that, which a lot of people had complaints against. And I think hmm. they might have finally changed it 
to something else, but um, mm-hmm. I don't read the rule book all that closely because, again, I I am like a groupie <laughs> where I get a lot of the drama without actually participating in it. Ah. And um, the other race, which was one that was developed in the last few years, this was not mm. – you couldn't even say that this was a relic of, mm. you know, other GMs, that this was something that was made. Mm-hmm. And, man, I cannot for the life of me remember uh, – what they called the region that these people came from, but it mm. basically was meant to be the Far East. Mm. And uh, they had, you know, abilities like tea ceremony and stuff like that. Much worse. And yeah, it was like a lot of like everybody kind of raising their eyebrows. And, you know, it was amazing to listen mm. to some of these people who, again, on the surface seem like mm. very good people justify the rules that are in this game, you know, there's like that kind of thing. There's another month. Um, I can't even remember what it's called, but like each each month they have mm-hmm. different moons, and each moon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a certain event that happens. And there's one where the whole concept is that it's like orc riding month. And I was legit afraid to go ever. Not that I really mm-hmm. ended up playing, but mm-hmm. I was afraid to go play during that month because mm-hmm. they said that it was story, you know, canonical story for male orcs to take any female to go and try and mate with them. And I was like, I not do never ever going to go and show them for that. Hell no. No, that's, um, that, that, that's, that's a few stones too far, quite frankly. Yeah. And it's just kind of like sitting there and listen to people say that, you know, well, this makes sense for this world. This is back in the, you know, the triple digits. Of course it makes sense that there's rape and things like that. You know, it's a, it's a part of the lore and it's like you're sitting The Game of Thrones excuse. Yeah. yeah, Basically the Game of Thrones excuse. And it's kind of like this thing where, you know, everything was not fun. It's really frustrating Mm. because it's like, okay, yes. Yeah. Those things existed historically, Mm. but you know, there's stuff like, you know, other things like slavery happened and Mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, like, you can add historical elements, but this is ultimately a game we are fucking making up, and we have the power to mm-hmm. have things or not have things, and you are making a choice to put certain things in here. Mm. You want to see me make a choice right now? Because I'm about to make one all over your face. Hmm? And it was so... And, you know, it was always the same people, you know, who were trying to say something, mm. and always the same people who were saying, well, you know, it, it makes sense historically. Like, mm. And it was always, you know... The people of color who are playing, mm. you know, a lot of the female presenting characters mm-hmm. are people. Um, a lot of, you know, the trans folks we have who are mm-hmm. saying, hey, like a lot of this stuff is really problematic. And mm. then you have the, you know, super white, super hetero people mm. being like, well, you know, and it's mm. just kind of like, and, and that's the really annoying thing is like, you know, Mark, you're saying that. If that's the kind of space folks want to make for themselves, you know, more power to them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to that space. <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. That's the thing. What it's like, gonna do? It's mm-hmm. like, especially if you're talking about, like, this is supposed to be an open and welcome space. You can't mm-hmm. say that mm-hmm. if you have all of these different elements that mm-hmm. make it unsafe for people who are trying to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't. And it, it was always so frustrating. And I always mm-hmm. wanted to bash my head against a wall to watch people who I'd had conversation, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Had been to my house for dinner and shit Mm -hmm. like that and, like, had seemed really nice. And then having them sit there and be like, well, you know, really, rape is a normal thing. Well, you know, the subconscious Mm -hmm. is a thing, right? So, at the Uh end of the day, you know, they can be smiling in your face, thinking whatever, but who knows what's going on between Mm -hmm. them, uh, behind them eyelids, dude? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Mm -hmm. look, I mean, I mean, I don't, when I say, when I say, well, you know, good on them, I don't say that to, 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 
to be big up in their viewpoints or mm-hmm. whatever. But my thing is this: I, 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 I this is just my viewpoint again. I mm-hmm. can't speak for the rest of Lincoln Hot Out. Hey, if you're gonna put it out, put it out in my face. Mm. That way, I know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, mm. true, true. Yeah. Now, and that's what really interesting. You know, bringing bringing that portion up. I've always found that if you are going to highlight a darker portion of historical of you know historical practices, I always find that it's bet if you're going to do it, have a purpose for it. Don't just bring it because it's there. Have something mm-hmm. to say about it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that always bothered me about Game of Thrones. They said that they were that it was in being included for reason. But really, that reason felt more like just shock and awe. Now, like if you're gonna highlight things like slavery, like the you know the secondhand status of women, and you know things of that nature, why not do so in such a way as you either have something to say about it? And well, most you know, of the time, got, that's not even the case. Right, you know, you only got so many hours <laughs> yeah. in the deal, and they, you know, yeah, they could have, you know, now yeah, I can mm-hmm. see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have. Yeah. Could have took an episode and done whatever <laughs> they need to do, you know. I know, oh, yeah. no, no question. But oh, see, yeah. also, too, this is the thing, right? Mm. I mean, it's just again, I'm not making any excuses for this. Mm. But what I'm saying is, I will say this, mm. you know, especially black folks, mm. we know a whole lot about slavery. <laughs> 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 so, so at the end of the day, at least most of us should, right? Yeah. So at yeah. the end of the day, you know, we know where we know what his ugly head looks like. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We can fill in them blanks real easy. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but, hey, but again, that may only be true for us. Mm-hmm. So maybe some other people, like you said, need mm-hmm. some education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Very very true. It does not match their life experience. Right, right. So right. thus it does not seem like a valid one. Right, right, right. But you gotta yeah. remember too who wrote who 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 wrote Song of Fire and Ice. Right? No, no, yeah, <laughs> love, 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 love them to death. But I mean, you know, hey, I was a wild cards fan. Well, the thing is, this at the end of the day, man, this is what people don't. First of all, mm. as I get older, yes, I have some moons under me. Uh, <laughs> well, really, I, I, I'm staring at your salt and pepper chin, yeah, right. chin there. Yeah. I, I just I think about <laughs> things a little differently, you know. When I look at people, mm. and I look at their experiences. Mm. I say to myself, I say, man. Okay, I look so I look at these particular people, right? Mm-hmm. And I can glean a couple things from them, mm. right? Number one, they may travel, but they don't learn. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. because this world is one big educational petri dish. Oh yeah. And when you travel, and you open yourself up to learn, their lessons are there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two, they're very insecure. They're extremely insecure, these people. Oh, yeah. Because they feel like the world isn't right unless they're the head of an ethnostate. Yeah, unless they mm. are the superior race with right. uh, 13 plus and all their stats. And the joke of it is the stuff that cracks me up more than anything is mm-hmm. this. This is just from real humanity. Mm. You know, people may get mad again, but I'm, speak- I- I'm just speaking based on the science today. Huh. Mm. The original people and founders of civilization looked a little bit like Joe Kane. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how? So at laughing funny, laughing about it. Mm-hmm. How are the blacks the subrace? <laughs> well, uh, one could argue 
There are books about that. I'm oh, saying, no. It's tons no, no. Of books. Joe, we don't read those books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, it's funny because, like, uh, there was a, uh, a story. Speaking of H.P. Lovecraft. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a Chinese, uh, mm-hmm. the, apparently, there's a Chinese uh, uh, geneticist who was out to prove mm. that the Chinese were the first people, mm. right? But then after he did all his research, he had to say, well, it seemed like the blacks were the first people. I felt bad for the man. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm gonna ride that train in the I'm, I'm gonna ride that that motorcycle in the glory. And glory happened to be a brick wall. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, to, and it sounded that to bank your career on something like that. Too. Yeah, and I'm not trying to trying to talk all you know oh. Nubian superiority. I'm oh, not yeah, here yeah. for that. I'm just you know stating the fact. Mm. Well, God, I'm trying to remember what the fuck it's called. There's like a whole. Mm science of people who are trying to prove the advantages and disadvantages of various races. And I'm trying to remember what the fuck it's called. And for, you know, obvious reasons. Oh, it's a reason, part of eugenics, isn't it? Not? I, I think is it Because eugenics I, is like more, like, it is in the eugenics category. Yeah, but right, you, yeah. there is, it's like, there. eugenics is an umbrella thing. Right, and right. like, mm. hella racist eugenics is like <laughs> the name of this other thing. Mm. And, um, but yeah, but it is, I want to think there was actually maybe an article that I read somewhat recently that I think had to have come out um, like last year. Mm. And I don't think they touched on the racial topic so much in this Mm. one, but they were talking about gender, you know, Mm -hmm. and the very, like the binary gender and basically said that um, PhD students benefited more from having male advisors than female advisors. And this was like published in put out there and there was a huge shit show that happened because of course all of the you know female academic professors and you know female presenting academic professors immediately were up in arms Mm. like how the fuck is there any editor who let this pass like Mm -hmm. it was uh but you know and it's it's it i would have much rather them taking that research and tore it to shreds Oh my mm. God! I'm that would have even been much better. I'm like, oh mm. man, look at your research. It's all on the ground. It's, oh, in, yeah. it's in tatters. The funny thing is, and I'll, going back to what you mentioned, the term is actually just scientific racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's. I mean, if you're just gonna say it, I don't get it. Well, do you want me to explain it to you? Yes, please. All right then. It's, uh, then here's the, the wiki article I managed to find, locate, and it sums it up pretty solidly. Scientific racism, sometimes termed biological racism, is the pseudoscientific belief that empirical evidence exists to support or justify racism or racial discrimination, racial inferiority, or racial superiority. Sure. So I don't think it's necessarily got a name for, like, the study of it, but basically, yeah, it's just scientific racism. Right. <laughs> yeah, although I think Mark is right that it mm. does often get much mentioned under the term eugenics, although eugenics right. is, oh, yeah. like, much broader, like, right, right, turning right, on right, and off right. of stuff anyway. Oh, yeah. But um, but pulling it back and <laughs> talking about tabletop and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about, you know, we've talked a little bit about mm-hmm. how, you know, obviously this is completely on the nose, you know, mm-hmm. racism, misogyny, all that good stuff, and, you know, how it still presents itself, you know, presented itself a lot, um, mm. in historically in D and D, and you know even now, mm-hmm. uh, you know even putting aside this particularly spectacular example, mm-hmm. uh, is present in modern day mm-hmm. tabletop RPGs. But I did want to talk D&D about D and D too. Yeah, D and D too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did want to also take a moment to point out that 
you know, people are making spaces that are more inclusive, I think, because it's like, mm. I, um, you know, like, so recently there have been a couple of tabletops that I'm still trying to try out, but, mm. and I don't know if you guys have heard of either of these, but <laughs> two of the big ones I think of right now mm. are uh, one that's called Thirsty Sword Lesbians, which is like this <laughs> insanely <laughs> queer one, and it's okay. so good. And then the other one is Coyote and Crow. Mm-hmm. Which mm. is I've heard of that one. Yeah, that's mm. I have that book. Um, which is a tabletop that was inspired that not inspired, well inspired, but written by um, members of the indigenous community, mm. and it's really fascinating, honestly, mm. to read through these. And okay. you know, once I have free time again, uh, end <laughs> of October, kids. Um, <laughs> I really want to try at least doing one of these. Mm. But like Coyote and Crow, for example, you know, they sit there and they give you this whole spiel where they Mm. say, you know, a lot of what kind of inspires these visions Mm. is, you know, what would have happened if colonization hadn't taken place? Like, what Mm. could we have been? You know, Mm. and that's kind of what inspired a lot of what's Mm -hmm. there. And they do things like talk about, hey, you know, if you're an indigenous person, you know, feel free to try and incorporate, you know, Mm. members of your own tribal community. Mm. If you are not an indigenous person, do not do this shit. Like, you know, (laughs) do not try to pretend that you are Chippewa or something Mm -hmm. if you are not. Mm. Do not, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was was very interesting to read about how that Mm. they were explicitly saying, you know, how to approach this as indigenous versus non-indigenous people okay and um yeah i'll have to like i Mm. I might have the pdf kicking around i I, I definitely have the physical rule book but Mm -hmm. i'll have to show it to you guys because it's really really fucking cool okay but it's like you know i don't know if you guys have seen some other things kicking around in the sphere Mm. that are you know not your standard Mm. white male hetero dnd type Mm -hmm. stuff if you guys have stumbled across anything recently i haven't stumbled across anything recently my Mm. thing is i'm all for it it's like look you know if that's your safe space roll with it it's all good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just, again, what I don't like, though, I me personally, I have issues. Mm. And again, as I get older, mm. you know, I change viewpoints. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. One thing that I see happening just in, in, in our entire geek sphere, mm-hmm. right, is you, you can all, I, I believe we should always, we should have respect for other people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially their culture. Mm-hmm. You have respect for other people's culture, right? But what I find to be kind of problematic a lot of times, mm. just lately I've been seeing it, is everybody's running into their corners. Mm. Okay? I understand why everybody's running into their corners. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you need interaction. Yeah. And you need to share. Mm. You're, you need to share. I mean, like, culture should be sharing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, so that you know, it's easier for me to know what not to say to you within your culture if you shared your culture with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody moving into their little space and whatnot. While I can understand, there's mm-hmm. a lot of hurt, there's a lot of pain, right? Mm-hmm. But eventually, you know, one thing I think that the country in and of itself does not do because of its makeup and you know because capitalism just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't foster communication. Mm, okay. And I think communication is something that's being left off the table a lot of times these days because hurt is so strong mm. that, you know, it's hard to get past that. And I'm not saying that it has to be that way. Mm. Look, if this is the time for us to be in our corners, fine. Okay, fine. But mm. we can't make that the default forever. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to start talking to each other. Mm. You know, and, and and again, 
what we don't realize, and again, I'll, I'll get back to the gaming part of it, but, <laughs> but it's, it's still important. Mm-hmm. So what we don't realize is that the people who are oppressing all of us, they like that. They get they they need that mm-hmm. for us to break off and get into our own corner because mm-hmm. it's easier to control us like that, right? And if you're a, the, the, the the funny thing is this, the GM does the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. That's what the GM Ex- does. Expound, expound. Well, <laughs> all right, so I'm the GM, right? Oh, yeah. I want this game to run a particular way, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of GMs do. You know, I GM a little bit differently. Oh, but yeah, for yeah, the most yeah. part, a lot of GMs want the game to run exactly down this path, right? They'll cut off avenues to make sure the game only runs down the path that they want to. Those are bad GMs, but most people are bad GMs. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Okay. What yeah. I try to do is... Let's say Joe comes up with something I wasn't expecting it. I'll roll with it. Mm. I'll be like, oh, didn't see that coming. Oh, got to get the old thinker thinking. <laughs> you know, and we go down that path. Mm. You know, because I want to see where Joe's going to take us. <laughs> Look, just because I'm irritable and prefer to be alone and don't like you doesn't mean I'm going to go all judgment day on a bunch of kids. You know, and it's going to be surprising. Like, oh, man, I didn't expect that, you know. <laughs> I could have went, I'm glad we went down that path instead of that stupid shit I was about to do. You know what I mean? That so, is that is literally at least three different stories from our old Riffs campaign. <laughs> you know. Or, or current Riffs campaign. But everybody I should wants say. to be like the bad GM. Mm. You know, and, and and put down the path and no one's going that way, no one's going that way. This is my story and we're gonna do this right. my way. And we know plenty of GMs like that. Yeah, we do. Legit, legit. So I guess, you know. Because I'm guessing that some of your response was to the fact mm. of, you know, instead of, you know, trying to change what's existing out there to make that there are people who are going out there and making tabletops that are catered to a very specific group of people mm. rather than trying to, you know, do more of that communication and making a more melting pot type. Well, we may need that right now, though. You right. Know what I'm this may be the, the state that they're in in their in 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 their grief in 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 their in their what do they call it uh, there's uh, a there's see. a term for it when, the, when people go through their, oh, the, grief, the, their grief the, stages the, the, right? yeah the yes, stages gotcha, of grief gotcha, right yeah. Yeah. that yeah. may be where that person that may be where that group of people needs to be mm. in their stages of grief mm. and I mean okay. arguably couldn't you say that you know and I think this is a good way of talking about it is like as a process because mm. let, let's let's assume mm. for the sake of conversation that you know what we ultimately want to aim for mm. you know whether through tabletop or you know bigger <laughs> things um is towards something that's more fleshed out communications where you have different groups talking to each other mm-hmm. but you are talking to i think right now that it is important to start to make those groups you know because here's the problem is that because you know again looking at D as an example here mm. uh because the primary sphere of the D&D narrative, the kind of stories that they tell for tabletop, stuff mm-hmm. like that, are, again, very white, cis, male, hetero-driven, that kind of mm-hmm. deal, mm-hmm. that it's very hard to have... I'm trying to think about the right way to say this. It's very <laughs> hard to have a lot of evolution towards a more flushed out version if people don't have because people lose a lot of their voice in this right mm. okay mm. so let, let's let's talk coyote and crow and let's talk sure. you know mm. indigenous communities right mm-hmm. like here here you know talking about cultural genocide and mm. like losing your ability to really understand who you are as a person mm. and if you don't really understand you or your culture very well i mean 
isn't it going to be very challenging to have those communications? Because it's kind of like you're coming to the table with less than some of the white guys that you're playing with. But if you go and you have that chance to, you know, just be at a tabletop where you're, you know, playing as indigenous race. Well, you know, with all the caveats talked Mm -hmm. about before, you know, but playing this indigenous inspired tabletop or playing this super hella queer tabletop, Mm. like, you know, doing thirsty sword lesbians might be weird for Joe, for example, because Joe, who I love to death is a straight person and would probably find it kind of weird. But like, I think having those, being able to have those spaces where you have the chance to really just deluge yourself in a certain oh, yeah. culture oh, is how you learn how to come back and mm-hmm. say, okay, we know what these extremes feel like. So mm-hmm. now, you know what these 100% pure groups can, so it's a lot easier to come to the table and be like, okay, now we've played all of these very different specific groups. Now Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to start to make something that's a combination of all Mm -hmm. of them because talking about, for example, your friend who was GMing and didn't know who the weed guy was, you know, now, now he knows, you know, and it's like having, so having those spaces where the idea is to 100% focus on that particular, you know, culture mm. or demographic is and sort of making that the whole thing mm. i think is how you get to that place because you start to understand what this is in its entirety and that's how you can actually get towards like a real fusion and mm. not just a like we are 99 percent this thing but we had a few droppers of this shit every now and then you know mm. like mm. so i think it's a very important intermediate stage mm. that a lot of more disenfranchised mm. groups have historically been robbed of and so i don't think there's any harm in mm. taking some time to be like you know what for a while yeah we're gonna do our shit and it's gonna be oh, 100% oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and that absolutely highlights what mark was saying earlier like you know with this is the necessary process in that you know grieving evolution then yeah it should be taken you know some people might need to sit in their uh pool of white out as it were um and you know what that's gonna have they 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 have that. I often think about the black bottom neighborhood in Detroit, right? So mm. everybody. So again, this is something among us, quote unquote, African Americans, mm. that you find to be funny. You know, black black people. We always talking about. You know, there's a group of us who are always talking about uh, trying to try to create this de facto illusion of who we are as a people, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, you know, black people. We always do this, negative this, negative that, negative that, mm. and so. Talking to this friend of mine who happened to be Jewish, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know because he had a different experience, right? Mm-hmm. So he was telling me how black people was this that this, and I'm, mm-hmm. let, I'm just letting him talk and whatever. And I'm saying, <laughs> he's like, oh, he, he was black explaining you. Well, yeah, but you know, he, <laughs> you're right. He, was in the, he he grew up in the fifties, and he was talking about you know, <laughs> yeah, I saw these black guys, you know, and you know they didn't take care of their kids, this and that, this and that, and this, and where they weren't married. I said, really? I said mm-hmm. because the statistics uh bear. The, the statistics bear different fruit, my friend. He's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? I said, back in the 50s, black men were twice as likely to be married than white men was. And black mm-hmm. women was three times more likely to be married than white women was up until the 70s. Oh, that's bullshit. No, this is not <laughs> Boom. Here, hey, dude, here's the statistics. I didn't make these hey. up. Mic drop. I'm like, so now. Let's... Blame the census. Right. So I got asked him. I said, okay, so now let's go back to find out why it is that you had those biases. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he didn't want to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. Ooh. And, you know, it's funny mentioning that. Uh, bringing it back to gaming for parts of the, part of the topic that I actually did, really did want to bring up because mm. 
Um, I, I have a lot of different role-playing friends and whatnot, and things were coming up after this TSR thing that you know ne- weren't necessarily about the um, the racial side, but the moral uh, uh, the, the the moral some um, the the non movability of a lot of evil. Yes, <laughs> orcs and dark elves and things like that, right. and just like yep. the the idea of of um, of a permanent evil alignment, regardless of character intention. Yep, you want to yep, know yep. what's funny about mm-hmm. that though? D and D, one of the most well known characters in D and D, bucks that trend. Everyone loves him, right? This Driz- is Drizzt, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a dark elf, but he's not a bad dark elf. Oh, 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 oh drow, drow, drow. That yeah, was the yeah. name of the race. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. again, they call him dark elf. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's a bad. He's like, oh, he's a dra- he's yeah, he's a drow, but he's mm-hmm. not a bad drow. Mm-hmm. But he goes through, uh, 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 he goes through a character arc because sometimes mm-hmm. he is a bad drow. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When he goes through whatever, it's supposed to character arc. Yeah. But you know, everybody loves Drizzy. It's like, oh yeah, it's great. You know, he just done this. It's like, okay, so if you guys can deal with Drizzy. Mm-hmm. How come you can't deal with you know mm-hmm. a Herzog Moon Shadow? Yeah. You know, happens to be an orc or whatever. How come mm-hmm. you can't deal with that? Yeah. And then, you know, how like tossing into a different type of character, the idea of vampires mm-hmm. always being like, you know, as soon as you're, as soon as you're turned, you're automatically evil alignment, well, things yeah. like that. Right. In D&D, yeah, you know, I'm a big vampire to masquerade fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you are absolutely, you mm-hmm. know, you have a whole range of emotional and moral uh, uh, conundrums in that yeah. game. So, And um, it actually came up in a uh, conversation in a group I'm, I'm in with some of my role playing friends. And one of them was very like hard set, like they that was their hard line stance was, orcs are e- orcs orcs are evil. Why? Because mm-hmm. that makes sense of the world for him, yeah, or them or whoever. Oh whoever yeah, oh. They, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. And that was the, and that and that was the thing that just came up, and I'm like, I wanted to dissect that a little bit. This world is black and white, damn it! Yeah. Ah. And like, and that highlights one of the biggest things in D and D in general. Like, there are a lot of DMs that don't want to do evil-based campaigns. Which I, I'm not against evil-based campaigns, but also, man, you do you, <laughs> because that's just an, I cannot fathom a more unfun time than doing just a bunch of evil, despicable shit. Just because I cannot fathom enjoying that at all. But then you got to ask yourself this question, though. This, mm. is, this is just me asking the question. Mm. Orcus. Orcus is the demon lord of uh, of undeath. Mm. Does Orcus have to be evil all the time? I Honestly, the entire prospect of being a, like a lord of death, that doesn't... I love the prospect of death being a neutral entity or... As uh, it was brought up in Sandman, I'm not going to, no, no spoilers, but the prospect of death actually being technically an alignment good entity. I, I mean, there's, death is one of those things where it's kind of up to the beholder. But why does it, one thing, why does it even have to have an alignment? That's what oh, D&D's yeah. playing with oh, yeah, right and, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, a true, yeah, actually, that's a, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's and and that's the kind of the thing that I wanted to really bring up with this because just because something was created through evil means does not mean it is by its nature evil. That just means its origins were in evil. Like you have characters and they're like, uh, what well, I think it's not the can it, I think it's the Cambian mm. uh, who has infernal roots, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to be evil to be a Cambian. Mm. 
You know, I mean, again, you miss a lot of nuance with oh, the yeah. game ultimately mm-hmm. when you lock yourselves into these mm-hmm. uh, alignments. So that was yeah. going to be my other question. So I have mm-hmm. not done a lot of like actual D and D tabletop, right? You know, mm-hmm. like um, so maybe you guys can answer this for me. Is are there even benefits to more of a neutral alignment because i know like okay so this is kind of like a stupid mm. comparison but like you know fucking bioware games just, right just, yeah yeah <laughs> where it's like you know there are a lot of benefits to being either really good or being really bad like you mm-hmm. get a lot of perks but there's yeah. not really anything that comes with being like mm-hmm. in the middle ground do you find that that's kind of true for the alignments in the D campaigns as well people don't want to kill you so much <laughs> well, that, 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 that is a definite perk. I would say the perks are less overt. I feel like when it comes to a neutral alignment, that's more of a personal choice in how you want to exist in that world. Okay. I, that's what I would say. Like It's more of a uh, personal emotional salve as opposed to any type of overt expression. I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like sometimes people just want to play someone that goes with the flow right. that isn't necessarily like the a pure support right, one might right. say where it's some some people want to be the goddamn hero some want to be the goddamn villain some just want to be the support wizard right. <laughs> some people have their support dog some the, the support mage thing, support cleric <laughs> what i do a lot of times is that i you know hey for i'm a big role playing guy right mm-hmm. So if you are a paladin or whatever, mm-hmm. play that paladin, homie. Oh, play yeah. It, you know, and I'm going to put you in situations to where that paladin might do mm-hmm. something that ain't paladin-like. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I'm not going to say, Joe, don't do it, but there's going to be some consequences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, you know I mean? and, and the funny thing is, one thing I just thought of that I can't believe I've never seen before, you could actually play a neutral knight or barbarian in that literally you're just someone's you, you are just attached to whoever you're attached to mm-hmm. like i serve this person they tell me to do a thing i do the thing yo they did that kind of shit in stormlight archives with brandon sanderson go to some there's this one bald homie with a rock and he's very serious <laughs> about that rock <laughs> and but, but that's the thing you i worship can, the hell out of this rock. Rock. That's <laughs> the thing. you could do you could do absolutely that type of character and effectively you're at the whim of whomever you attach yourself a neutral like that that's one thing i would say about a neutral a true neutral character true neutral it's hard to express agency amongst true neutrality well if you think I'd about say, it i'd say it's difficult not impossible see, but this, there's a difficulty this is what people don't it. think about with true neutrality though, mm. right true neutrality is a license to be selfish mm. that's how i look at it but one kind of, of day. but depending on that level of selfishness, that could easily tip into either. But that's okay though. That's the, the 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 point of playing. That's I mean, mm. I said the point. That's that's what that why I say it's, true. It, it's mm. a life to be selfish mm. because ultimately, if this good thing is going to do you okay, you're mm. gonna do it. If that bad thing is gonna do you okay, you're gonna do that too. Mm. Okay. You know, so it's a license to be selfish. Okay. Okay, so as opposed to the interpretation of selfish being leaning more towards the you know the evil alignment, right? It's more or less just true neutrality is the path of true self-interest. Right, exactly. There we go. There we go. Okay. 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 All right. I oh. gotta interject. I gotta interject. Oh, we're getting so excited <laughs> that I 
have a science fact. Oh, all I right. Do, I do have a science fact. Yes, yes, yes. I, right. I actually uh, learned. I love this. these science facts. Really I, oh, I, yeah. I, I learned this in therapy today, and I'm not saying I've been sharing it with every single person I've run into. <laughs> Everybody, like, I'm like fucking, fucking. Did Paul. you learn the sharing with Karen? Oh. And yeah, I'm like fucking Paul Revere with the uh, vagus nerve here. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> all right. I have a scientific article in front of me, and I'm going to do my best to uh, extract the more uh, general audience-friendly sentences. Hey, Comies. Did you know that the vagus nerve represents the main component of the parasympathetic nervous system? Which is, yeah, that's a lot. I know that was not the friendly mm. part, but uh, it, it's tied into your nervous system. So this is big. And it oversees a surprising number of crucial body functions, including control of mood, immune response, digestion. And it's this nerve that basically is like in your throat and in your ears, but also in your stomach. And there's actually been some preliminary research that suggests that stimulating this nerve is a great way to help with not only mood regulation but irritable bowel, irritable bowel disease that's a mood unto its own yeah, yeah it, is, it uh, is yes so <laughs> this uh also called the brain gut access where this mm. exists uh yeah so it, there's a lot of research showing that this weird nerve that is kind of everywhere mm. uh stimulating it is good so and the way to do this uh mm. that people recommend most commonly is uh, singing and humming. So, because huh. doing that stimulates where it exists. And mm. there are a shit ton of videos on here that talk about like your daily uh, vagal tone mm. training, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. But yeah, so if you're feeling, you know, anxious or depressed mm. or have irritable bowels, consider uh, singing and seeing how it treats you. And uh, not so much that you look like the magical Negro, however. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that is the uh, vagal nerve for huh. anybody who wants to go and investigate that. Well, so I, he, I have never heard of a sing. I've never heard of a professional singer having irritable bowels. So there <laughs> might be something to that. Well, isn't it kind of interesting though? Because it's like <laughs> think about like what you see in some movies or what people even do in real life when mm-hmm. you're alone, like in the dark, and you're in an unnerving situation, and people mm-hmm. will start humming to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a real physiological reason that that's actually helpful to do in situations where you're feeling anxious or nervous. Is yeah. you're tickling that vagal. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was amazing. <laughs> Man, I feel, feel, feel a little anxious. I might need to, might need to tickle my, my, my vagal. Your vagal. <laughs> vagal. vagal. Right, right vagal. now. <laughs> I need to tickle my vagal. <laughs> so there you go. So now you know that, uh, wow. you know, I'm not, I don't know if really tickling this, what, what is it? Our, not uh, Geiger. His name is not Geiger. Geiger? Geiger? I want to rest every rapping count. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know if he uh, he needs to be tickling any vagals. You know, no. I think he needs to uh, yeah, do a little bit more a... introspection. But you know, yeah. he's probably going to be feeling real anxious and nervous as this spreads rapidly across the internet. But, oh, uh, it, it has spread far and wide already. <laughs> like I said, the thing that kills me is this, right? Hey, man, if that's you, be you, man. Don't be out here like, oh, well, you know, I oh. didn't say it. I really didn't say it. It wasn't me. Hmm. And, right. and 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 he forgot to put his phone on vibrate. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh man, but yeah, 
<laughs> but yeah, that was the most exciting thing I learned about today. That is that is legitimately fascinating. They used it to help with PTSD. Oh, that oh that's cool. Let me That is very cool. That okay, okay. So here is the vagal nerve. Vagal nerve. Oh. Oh damn, it is like a almost a straight shot, but it can wow, it does connect to a lot of shit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were looking at the diagrams of the vagal nerve. That connects to a lot of shit. It yeah. does. It, do, yeah. it do. It do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But I'm yeah, sorry about no, that. No problem. I'll, but um, what? do you remember what your uh, what your point, what your thought was that you were oh, starting I, going I, to? I was through with that point, homie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, on. And on uh, that note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through uh, with that point. Yeah. Now it's just now and, you know I was everything caught up in the science uh, 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 <laughs> uh, of the thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's really interesting that um, you know going back to the, from the gaming standpoint, like the entire prospect of, like, it still just fascinates me how dictation of an entire medium can suddenly seem like an invade, like 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 a uh, oppression just because you now have to share it. You know what they say about oppression, right? And and the oppressor. Mm-hmm. All right. Any change is oppressing to the oppressor. Mm-hmm. 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 And just and the idea that I uh, know and, and and to be fair, I get how someone would want a reprieve from the stresses of the daily life. Sure. I know for a fact that there are many a woman I know that wants shit that has nothing to do with anything male or male presenting. Every now and again. I get, I get it, but there's also the this entire aspect of it's not involving you directly. How is that involving you? It's almost like kinks. Yes, I'm giving it some crazy kinks. <laughs> All right, I'm Everybody got their own kinks, right? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, ain't that what they say? So everyone, at the end of the day, does. you know, I'm like, hey, I, I look as long as you ain't doing nothing to kids with your freaking kink. What you do behind closed doors, hey, who am I to say? Mm-hmm. At yeah. the end of the day, but Truthful. you better be very careful bringing that shit outside your house. Well, yeah, and that's that's true. I one time I met someone that accidentally wore a spike collar to court. It was really funny. <laughs> that went over well. I'm oh, pretty it, sure. Oh yeah, that was an um, interesting court appearance. Oh 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 yeah yeah that the the uh, <laughs> they didn't make it past the metal detectors. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, that was um that was special, but but it's just it, it, I mean it's fascinating to me and I really one of my fa- one of my favorite games and I've said this before I absolutely want to I'm going to learn to GM just so I get to play this game because I can't count on anybody else to the Power Rangers role playing game oh. <laughs> I've been reading I've read through the book and it is was a D twenty system uh, I believe it's D twenty mm-hmm. but I'm gonna have to study it a little bit more but effectively. It is specifically designed for you to not stick to archetypes. Like there are any type of interpersonal, um, like the color. The colors are not gender based. Like you know, the, despite the fact that you know the source material being what it is, the colors are not gender based. The um, character, the personalities, are not specific to any particular type of person. It's literally you build who you want this person to be. And it's honestly the mo- the closest I've come to a basic neutrality in terms of a game. And honestly, it's kind of fantastic, and I love it. I love that about it. 
because you can have a female character be the be the fucking Red Ranger, which in the series that's hoping only twice in one of the times it was they were a villain, motherfucker. But anyway, it's TV, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, and just you know, like there's just there's so many ways to do exactly what we've talked about, but then there's the idea of. Is anyone really ready for that? And I think that's one of the things I glommed onto most with what you were saying, D. I don't think there's too many people that aren't ready for true inclu- inclusivity. Change is scary, homie. It is. It absolutely is. Is is it? It's going to be necessary. The fuck! If we want to make it past the next three generations, yes, it's going to be necessary. But it's also. I'd say it's also worth taking time to make sure it can last. These pockets are always going to exist, though, man, to be real with you, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's five people. Mm-hmm. These pockets are always going to exist. And I think a lot of times we're so busy wanting to stamp it out that we don't really look at the thing realistically. It's mm-hmm. always going to exist. Mm-hmm. You know, all we can do ultimately is try to live, you know, some way live with it and minimize uh, the, it's effect, impact. the impact of yeah. the damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, that makes total sense because the truth of the matter is, look at what happens when it's most aggressively pushed against. I mean, hell, Trump's America. Look at how, look at the result of that and how it's gotten more and more people pushing back against it. Like they, they got, they got up, up all up in their bullshit. And now even more people are pushing back against them. Yeah, as you, a look at, you look at the, the it's evolu- vice versa too. You look at the evolution of that thing, though, it's hilarious. Yeah, it is. You know, you know, you got some people you basically you got a guy who didn't believe none of that shit, but then Nixon, who yeah. believed, who said, Oh, we're gonna use this shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he 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 flipped the paradigm. The he, Southern the, the the Southern Democrats became Republicans. He faked it till he made it. Right. And then you know, later on, you know, the 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 uh, more majority was formed because mm-hmm. the uh, the the Dix, the, I, I won't say Dix, I'm sorry, the uh, the religious right, <laughs> they weren't like you used for abortion, for example. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a damn. Nope. You know, not at first, but then they, the Republicans and them found something to glam onto. Mm-hmm. Boom, we got what we got now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all political. At the end of the day, of somebody who don't give a shit about you trying to use your, your, your trying to gin up something mm-hmm. or use something that you give a damn about to corral you. Yep. At the end of the day. So I mean, it's not going anywhere. I mean, it Absolutely. is what it is. But we, like I said, we got to make sure we got to live. We, we have to look at it for what it is and, 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 and I won't say compartmentalize it, but. Shore, shore up everything else enough that we minimize its impact and recognize it and recognize that emperor has no clothes yep, yep. Mm-hmm. that's the main thing yeah and yep that and i know for a fact we know people that would never agree to that line of thinking mm-hmm. but honestly it, it's it makes sense it makes sense there are some people do who who looks like this right again maybe because i'm older I don't have as much of that fight anything in me as I used to. Mm. You know, it's like, look, I'm just trying to live, homie. You know what I'm saying? I ain't out here like, oh, everything I see, I'm going to fight it. And a lot of times when people fight those things, mm. they come at it from such a way that it's not going to solve any problems. All it's going to do is keep the antagonization going. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you know, you better, you know, again, you know, you, you, you better recognize, you know, their pronouns and their transhood. Hey, there's nothing wrong with recognizing people's pronouns. Mm-hmm. Okay? But at the end of the day, I'm like this. Once you ask somebody something once and they don't do it, hey, buddy, move on because you're not going to change that individual. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, not and not every slip up is a true aggression. Right. So sometimes it's just like let a let it a thing come from slide. an aggressive place, though. It can come from. So an aggressive you got to be place. careful about that. Oh, true. Very true. Again, there are some people I know, you know, who will slip up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like, a, for, I have a friend of mine. This mm-hmm. guy, you know, and literally, he would slip up sometimes. I've caught him slip up with the N word. I said, "Hey, man, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you?" He says, man, I'll be honest with you. He said, I'm sorry, man. He said, I'm sorry. He says, you live in, you live in that all your life. It's hard. I said, I get that. I said, but now since you explained that to me, mm-hmm. I'm going to explain that you're going to say this shit around the wrong person. They're going to knock your goddamn head off. Mm-hmm. So this is for your safety. You <laughs> better get that shit in effect. Yes. And also, like, I mean, there's been examples when we, like people that we work with and imagine mm-hmm. us. They're, that fall on the non-binary spectrum. Sure. They've been misgendered a few times, and it's just like it's helped me sure. to get into the habit of not assuming what someone is. Like, I have actually asked people, what are your preferred pronouns? Like, like, I've met people with gendered names, but also not, you know, not fa- fairly, you know, bi-gendered and yet, names. And it's but happy. I was like, yeah. I get into the habit of asking what are your preferred pronouns if there has been nothing, if I've gotten no context clues to work with? And not only is it a habit, at the end of the day, you know, you got to, you know, you, you, you have to ask. I think we got to ask ourselves questions, mm-hmm. right? One of the questions we have to ask ourselves is this. What does it cost you to give somebody some respect? Exactly. Does it cost you a damn thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you may learn something. <laughs> Goddamn right. Goddamn right. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary individuals, I think that might be it for this episode of the Honeycomb Hideout. We went to a lot of places, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we did. We we traveled the world here. Oh, yeah. It's always good, though, to oh, be yeah. on the old hideout, you know, oh, throwing, yeah. th- throwing the knowledge. Oh, yeah. Throwing knowledge, catching knowledge. Tickling yeah. that bagel. Oh, tickling the bagel. <laughs> Indeed. I can't even touch that. <laughs> so, of course, as always, thank you for joining us, Blackie Cordova. I appreciate you. What up, though? <laughs> and my scientist supreme, Justine Kitchens. Uh, I'm just saying that today's science is brought to you by therapy, so mm. go enjoy therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now is your Simp Master Thirst King, Joe Kane. Now get the fuck out. Surprise, motherfucker. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Ah!